Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this first edition of Big Drive Energy in 2022, we're going to get into all new equipment coming out now that we can finally talk about it, that it's been released, new stuff from TaylorMade, from Callaway, from Cobra. We're going to tell you what to look for when you're looking for new golf equipment. We're also going to give you our DraftKings Pick of the Weeks for the Century Tournament of Champions and do a little fairway or four. So let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> everybody welcome into this first edition of big drive energy in 2022 can't believe we're already here uh made it through the new year hope everybody had a great holiday great new year's safe safe new year covid free i I barely uh, made it to midnight how about yourself (laughs) um i don't yes i did make it to midnight um i was at home chilling by myself watching i think i was watching yellowstone reruns or just Kind of like the whole season over again, and if you haven't watched Yellowstone, you're fucking missing out because that show is oh, it's it's the best show. On it's about as electric as it gets, and it doesn't matter how many times you watch it, it's still good. So, um, I was just watching Yellowstone reruns, probably having a few too many drinks on the couch, and just kind of ringing it in by myself. This was just such a weird New Year because all the not all the restrictions, but there's restrictions starting to be put back in place. And it's like it's almost easier just to not do something, especially to go to like a crowded bar with the Omicron and everything like that. So I just stuck it out at home uh, this year. Didn't do that much. Uh, And just New Year's Eve for me, I don't want to sound like get off my lawn guy, but it's such a rookie um, holiday. Like everybody just goes out and gets shit faced. You know, if I'm being real honest, I don't need a reason to get drunk. 
I'll get drunk on a random Tuesday. Like, doesn't matter to me. Currently so, doing that right now. It's yeah, Wednesday. Mixing in a little vodka soda here, a little Breckenridge and soda. Um, but that's the thing with New Year's is it's it always ends up being a shit show. There's a bunch of rookies out there. We're seasoned veterans at drinking, if you're not familiar. <laughs> so we kind of feel like we're in a little bit of a different class. Um, but yeah, overall, New Year's, not too bad. What about yourself there, dude? Uh, so I went out to dinner, had a little late dinner, 8.30 resi, um, over at Fogo de Chao here in Denver, which was phenomenal. Uh, if you guys haven't been to a Fogo de Chao as well. Or uh, Rodizio Grill. Rodizio Grill. Thing. Same potato, potato there. Uh, really phenomenal place because... Spencer eats a lot of meat. He's I, a big meat guy. Big meat guy. No, but you like if you've never been there, a quick synopsis for you. You go in... You get a buffet of salads and... It's con- it's considered a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. So I've never been to Brazil, but I've been to Rodizio <laughs> Grill and Fogo de Chao quite a few times. But basically, you walk in there, you sit down at your table, you get a f- uh, drinks, of course. You can't eat a nice dinner like that without having some wine, which I we dabbled into for sure. But you go there, you get some wine... And then you can go eat right away, which is my biggest thing. Like, that's why, like, if we had to power rank <laughs> restaurants, that's, like, number two right behind Mexican restaurants because they give you s- chips and salsa right away. Like, there's nothing worse than going into a restaurant, and we get that they're, like, people are short-staffed right now. There's a lot of nonsense going on. Well, and a lot, like, higher-end restaurants, they generally don't, like, try to push you out the door, you know? Their f- the food takes 30, 40 minutes, and it, it, it all depends on the mood you're in, you know? Some nights you're like, I want to... F- I don't care what I'm paying for this meal. I want to sit down and fucking eat like in 10 minutes. And then there's sometimes where you're like either out on a date or you're with buddies you haven't seen in a while. You want to catch up and you're like, yeah, 30, 40 minutes is fine. So it all depends. But Spencer is just very like he eats, a, which is shocking for the way you look, but you eat a lot, like a lot of different crazy shit. Oh, buddy, I'm getting thick. <laughs> I'm getting that winter thick. Oh, buddy. But yeah, so you go down, you sit down, you eat and you get... You go straight up to the salad buffet, which also has like some soups and some raw smoked salmon, which was phenomenal. Different olives, different, basically a lot of appetizer type of scenarios and salad. And then you flip your little uh, coaster over to green that says, yes, please, because we're respectful. And people walk around with literally swords of meat (laughs) and... There, if there's there's nothing better than a sword. Spencer's like, get that meat sword in my face. Yeah, like I want the meat sword. Just bring bring <laughs> the meat, bring all the meat swords. Jesus but Christ! They bring over like a sword. They stick it in the middle of your table, and they're like, "Hey, would you like some filet mignon? Hey, would you like some bacon wrapped uh, prime rib? Would you like this, that?" But that is dangerous because then you get caught up taking everything, and then your plate's covered in meat, and you don't know what to do with it. Like, it's you just a- put it down the hat. <laughs> You just go straight, whoop, just open up and down the hatch. Yeah, but it's awesome because I'm a very, I'm a big variety guy and I'm a big, like when I go to a restaurant, like I don't order the same drink back to back twice or three or four times. Like I don't, I like to have a little taste of everything. And so for that, this, this restaurant is perfect for me because I get to have filet mignon. I get to have prime rib. I get to have chicken. I get to have bacon. You know, they just have so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a perfect restaurant for me, but rounding this story all out, went to Fogo de Chao, had a great dinner, got home about 10, 30, 11, was pretty waffled at that point, <laughs> fell asleep uh, on the couch and See, woke up. See, that doesn't count if you fall asleep and then wake up. Well, no, I'm not saying. I, I said I didn't make it. 
Oh, oh, I thought you said you did make it. No, no, oh, I'm not. I you said you no, barely made no, it. No, I been, no, I pretty much didn't make it because I fell asleep about 10.30 and woke up about 11.30, 11.45, watched the little parade, Miley Cyrus, I think her boob fell out or something. It, it didn't completely fall out because I think I was rewound that, but <laughs> she did have a wardrobe DVR. malfunction. <laughs> she did have a wardrobe malfunction for sure, and she sounded kind of shitty live, if I'm being honest, but, you know, she's living her best life. One last quick thing I'll say about like Rodizio Girl. It's tempting because it's like a high, a Rodizio or Fogo de Chow. It's like a high end sweet tomatoes. Like a high, it's just a high end buffet. Like that's what Spencer really gets off on is just unlimited food. Unlimited. Right in your, unlimited. Unlimited food as soon as he sits down. Um, but they class it up a little bit. Anywho, uh, real quick, got to make a comment on. Kale McCarr's goal last night. If you if you're an Avalanche fan, you I don't Number care if you're on top ten. I don't even care if you're not an Avalanche fan. I I can almost guarantee that you saw it all over ESPN. But that call, the ESPN call, was unbelievable. Uh, Connor McGahey's call on uh, Altitude Radio, unbelievable. And that's you know what's hilarious is before I even read your tweet. I said the exact same thing. I was like, the only thing that had made that I was looking all over the internet and then I realized it was an ESPN broadcast, but I was like to get Mosier on that call and to hear him would have been legendary. Uh, McGahee's was badass though. And the, the ESPN guys did a good job, but just absolute fucking filth. Like made me sick to my stomach. Like that's it, filthy. If it's a forward and he's a defenseman that has rosy cheeks, like he's still 17 years yeah, old. Yeah. He's still fucking padding his ass with um baby powder like he's he's that young he he's 20 what is he 22 something like that so just it makes me sick that i'm four years older than him and he's just already surpassed anything i'll accomplish in life um but that's beside the point way past yeah this. way past it but that it was just unbelievable i had to comment on it real quick he's 23 that okay makes me feel a little better yeah sure whatever um still idolizing somebody younger than you feels a little fucked up, but that's what sports will do to you. So um, let's get into a little golf talk. This is a golf podcast, so we will is it? We will do that. I mean, it's it's like a sports slash bullshit podcast kind of covered up. Like golf is kind of what we do and what we know. We don't really know anything else. Um, we think we know a lot, but we do know kind of some golf shit. Yeah, and, so. and one real quick thing. Thanks to everybody that listened in 2021, uh, supported our podcast. It was uh, kind of a growing year for us because we started this kind of August, September of 2020. Got it off the ground, like planes going up to five 5,000 elevation. You know, your ears hurt. It's, it, a, lot of, a lot of moving parts here and there. And then 2021, we kind of took off, and it was a great year. We Let's talk about our, our year in golf in just 2021 real quick because we didn't discuss too much of that, but... We had two awesome golf tournaments, which if Both you're out sold in the, out, if they were killer. Yeah, if you're out in the Colorado area, we're gonna do those again. Uh, there's some word that there may even be some of those in Phoenix, Arizona, here coming soon with the expansion of our our company to PHNX. So talk about a great golf market that we are. Oh, it's a fucking the biggest golf market in America. Yeah, that we're looking to absolutely take over. You know, they just, would be unreal. We're we're definitely we were just talking to Allie about it. We're we're going to get some stuff working down there. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be unreal. Our tournaments were awesome. Our league was awesome. It was a blast. 
um, we're looking to grow that this year for sure. And just staple up some, some small tweaks here and there, you know, like Spencer said, there's a lot of moving parts, some growing pains here and there. So, uh, there's definitely room to improve on our end, but also it was killer. Like it was our first year, you know, it's, you can't expect it to just pop like right then we want that organic growth, um, which we've been getting, which is awesome. So for anybody that cares, thanks for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for downloading and listening to us bullshit about our lives, um, and, and some golf also and, and sports. I mean, that's what we are. We're, we're golfers that love sports, love gambling, drinking. So if that interests you, then we're your guys. Yeah, and we, um, in 2021, like Mitchell said, had the leagues, had the tournament. This is all about organic growth. And appreciate all the those of you guys that uh, follow us on Twitter at Big Drive Energy. We Once did again, just change our handle. At Big Drive Energy, it's 2022. We got our sights set on bigger and better things. Um, and so we're going to be moving up in the world and, uh, big drive energy is now our Twitter handle. So make sure you follow us on there. But, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, we'll probably have a winner of our Cobra rad speed driver. So we're going to do one of these giveaways every major. So our plan is every major of 2022, which we gave you our picks for the majors last year or last last year well actually it was last year fucking a it was was a week ago but it was last year yeah last podcast we gave you our picks for the 2022 majors uh we are also going to do giveaways so we're going to have a live stream sunday of every single major of 2022 along with a giveaway of a golf club some side some sort of golf gear something of that nature so make sure you're following us on the socials for that and get into the giveaways for the majors because you're gonna win some cool shit. All you gotta do is follow us. We're an okay follow if you like. We're a great follow if you like golf, um, and some witty comments here and there, and maybe some shitty videos of like a tournament that we're not probably supposed to take off the TV, but we do. <laughs> uh, so make sure you follow us on there on Twitter for that, because we're gonna be doing awesome giveaways. And there's some merch in line for 2022 from the golf side that's gonna be blow your socks off. The hat last year sold out like fairly quick, blew your blew your heads off. Thank you guys to all thanks to all of you guys that bought one of those and, and snagged one of those. We wear them all the time, including Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles looked yeah, like, our man Garrett Bowles. Did all, we mention that? Uh, I don't think we did uh, on the podcast. I think but, we may. Well, yeah, I think we may have, but who cares? We'll mention it again. Garrett Bowles was seen at Justin Simmons' um, personal charity event where he had a bunch of teammates out um, and it just kind of came across like our Twitter feed and Garrett Bowles was wearing a DNVR golf hat. We don't talk to the dude. We don't know the dude. I mean, maybe we give credit to Spencer because Spencer was legitimately the only person I knew in Denver that didn't hate his fucking guts for the first three or four years of his career where he was just an automatic hold waiting to happen. And then he comes out, has an all pro season, um, another pretty good year this year. I do and own a Garrett Bowles jersey. Yeah, Spencer. <laughs> he's a real supporter, so maybe uh, I don't know if you send some like it's aligned. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. You send some vibes out into the into the atmosphere, and he he caught on to him. So uh, yeah, that was really cool. But definitely some more merch. Um, just bringing the content that you peop- everybody wants to see. You know, all the listeners uh, watching live YouTube breakdowns of us talking about the majors, you know, things like that. So we're just, we're super excited to 
grow this next year and and kind of find some new things and also improve on what we've already been doing you know because i i mean i don't want to toot our own horn here but i think we're pretty fucking good so uh what do you think i i would agree yeah i would generally agree i mean we wouldn't be doing it if we don't think we were good at it so um anywho let's circle back to actual golf uh so this last week actually just yesterday um TaylorMade and Callaway both unveiled uh, their new woods and certain lines for 2022. Um, TaylorMade's line is the Stealth line, and Callaway's is the Rogue line, which is already they've already used it once, um, but it, it's kind of a new and improved. They've already done it with the Epic, where they had the Epic five year three f- no not three uh, four or five years ago, and then they re released it last year. Um, same colorway, but different, uh, design, different technology this last year compared to five years ago, obviously, but now this rogue that they released and I am a little biased towards Callaway personally, because when you sign a contract with somebody, it definitely, yeah. uh, When they send you a bunch of free shit and like kind of get whatever you want, whenever you want it, um, you're probably going to be a little biased towards them. But I got the new Rogue Driver over a week ago, and it said on the box, do not post on social media till January 4th. And I was like, holy shit, this is like handing uh, a kid a candy bar and telling him not to eat it. You know what I mean? I was like, what? My hands are tied. Because I, I didn't want to do that, and it's not like I'm, I'm big shit anyways on Twitter, but follow me anyways, Big Drive Mitch. Um, I had to wait like over a week. And if you haven't seen it, it is pure. So the difference, um, I'll get into a little bit of just tech talk real quick. Tech talk, tick tock, tech talk. Uh, so techno- technologically speaking with this new driver, um, they, they added some more weight to the back of the head. Um, but they, they, especially for the lower spin driver. So I got this year's edition of the lower spin ed- driver is called the triple diamond ls and that's badass anyways like who doesn't want to play the triple diamond you know it just sounds sick as opposed to the um the epic speed last year was their low spin head they've done the uh uh sub-zero was their other one which is pretty cool but so i got the triple diamond ls head which is the low spin head um it's carbon on the bottom really clean it's actually got the orange colorway which is not my personal favorite but I don't, I like orange. I just like it with navy blue. Like, and I don't think that would go well on a golf club. Uh, but it's got the orange colorway. Um, a bit, it's almost goldish orange. It's not like, it's not like maverick orange, but it's like gold orange. Um, and then they put a big weight in the back, like kind of a counterbalance weight, I would say. But it really looks from the back of the, the club like a ping driver. Like, you know, they've got that that big kind of like rectangular weight that sits on the very back of the head. That's a lot what this one looks like this year. Uh, but overall, I actually went out and hit it. Spencer and I did the other day. It sounds awesome. It doesn't almost put snow on the roof. Yeah. We, well, we ha- we were hitting it off cement, which is highly not recommended. Um, and so we had it teed up real high. We were kind of swinging at our knees and, I hit a few really, really good ones, but overall the audio is awesome. Um, the, the shaft I got in, it was awesome. That's all kind of personal preference, but 
really overall it looked it looks great it feels great from my personal perspective um, I haven't gotten any of my other new stuff and I know they also released a rogue line of irons which so they're keeping around the apex line of of irons which has uh, been a, a great hit like I play the apex pros they have the apex uh, the standard apexes then they've got the uh, apex um, ARCs or uh, a little bit bigger, more forgiving heads. So that's kind of like their game improvement. The row or the the middle of the road apex, the standard apex is for the a, a better player. Um, and then the apex pro is for the low handicap scratch pro, yada yada yada. So they're keeping that all around. But then they went with uh, the the is it the rogue? Yes, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Um, the rogue iron. They have a rogue iron line that they're coming out with this year. And it is the orange colorway. It's a little bit of a different type setup. Um, the tech is like the the foam insert, like Callaway, or I'm sorry, like TaylorMade did, like uh, uh, PXG originally did. But they've really found that to be effective, which if it's effective, then do it. Um, so those look really good, too. I still prefer my Apex over the Rogue, like line of irons from what I saw. But... Overall, still really good-looking sticks. Spencer, I know you saw uh, – we, we both saw the, the Stealth Driver. TaylorMade's new line is the Stealth line. Um, I think I already said that. But what did you think of it? Because I honestly think it's kind of fucking ugly. Well, so what TaylorMade did is they, they busted into the Stealth line, and they busted back into the market of carbon. And so, like, basically what drivers 99% of the time have been made out of their – entire basically our entire lifespan when drivers started really making a big jump in 2010 2011 i remember i got the r11 that was like the first white driver incredible stuff from tailormade and they continue to push it as far as they can limit wise with woods and that's why they decided to go to carbon instead of the normal um Titanium? Titanium, that, thank you. I was struggling with that word. Instead of the normal titanium drivers, like, in their whole play on the stealth driver is that, like, basically titanium got us to a point where we, we couldn't make it any better. Like, they, they made the sim and then the sim 2, and they, they couldn't make the driver any better. So then they went to the stealth, and the stealth is already in the bag from Tiger Woods. And already in the bag from Colin Morikawa, which and Rory, and Rory. Well, there's there's multiple players, but why I think it's important, like Colin Morikawa is is a technician. That this guy is busted on the scene. We've talked about how great he is, and he's only going to get better. He's very young, just got engaged. Which who knows, you know the the what that's going to do to his golf game. But <laughs> overall, like the dude's just. A baller. The, yeah, the dude's numbers, in especially in majors and different tournaments that he's already played as, for as young as he is, have been unreal. And he's, like, on the Tiger pace. And, and no one will ever get to where Tiger got. But, like, right now he's that next guy that's on that Tiger type of pace. Of He's already won two majors. He's won an Open championship. He's won a PGA championship. And last year, so for those of you guys that don't know, like, Obviously, most com- most club companies are on a two-year cycle, but a lot of club companies now, because people are so into technology and there's so much info out there on all the technology, players are switching companies, or not switching companies, 
switching to the newest brand of their company's product every single year. And, and when we get into the PGA tour talk, like those guys are switching wedges almost weekly. They're using the same exact wedges with the same grinds, the same weight, everything of course, but new faces for every week, every tournament. I mean, you got millions of dollars on the line. You want to use the best product. So these guys switch this stuff all the time, but generally speaking, they stick with a driver or woods. Like there's guys that have random like Nike woods in their bags. And yeah. Like I remember Brant Snedeker comes to mind. He played that old tailor-made burner driver for like six or seven years. You remember that kind of triangular shaped one. Um, and so, yeah, the driver is kind of like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then why are you hitting it? And you have to like, and this is another thing we wanted to talk about when people are looking at new clubs, like kind of what to look for and, and know what the difference is between actual performance and and what's more personal preference. And honestly, a driver has a lot to do, um, first of all, with the shaft. The shaft plays almost a bigger part in dispersion. It 100% plays a bigger part in dispersion, um, where you're missing it, how you're missing it, things like that. Um, but the head is more look and feel based and sound based. You know what I mean? It's not, they've kind of reached a limit with performance and there's certain, you have to find the right one for you, but there's certain little nuances here and there. But for the most part, they put a cap on how well a driver can perform. You know, there's certain regulations. Um, so it, it does fall down to a lot of personal preference and, what looks good, what feels good, what, when you have it in your hand, you're like, I'm going to bomb this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so what they did with the Stealth is, what, when you're talking about sound, is like sound is a, a, a fairly important thing to a lot of people. And when I hear the word Stealth, I just think back to like my first ever baseball, baseball bat. bat. Oh, yeah. dude, everybody wanted the Stealth. Yeah, the Stealth was like the I first a, bat. I think that, I had a red Stealth. Yeah, and it had the carbon, the carbon the barrel, carbon. but then it like – it like had like a black plastic like handle going down to the like the, the area where you gripped it the stealth was one of the greatest baseball bats ever known so if you guys played baseball or or saw baseball bats back in like 2005 2004 2005 that was what the stealth was and it was one of the best bats used by a ton of college players like that was the bat to have and basically so what this what they're doing with this carbon twist face so TaylorMade's kept the twist face, and if, if you guys don't know the technology on the twist face, it basically makes it to where if you hit hit it off the high toe, which is, tends to be a, lot of, a problem for a lot of amateurs, it tends to try to draw the ball back towards your target line. And if you go low heel, it does the same thing. It pushes the ball. Basically, it's, it's almost uh, in a dumb, uh, you know, layman's terms, a more of a circular face that went the way the golf club is swung, it pushes the ball back to the center. It's not a cheater club by any means. Well, no, because every single driver has the bulge in the middle of the face. It's called bulge and roll. Don't want to get super technical. But what TaylorMade has done with the twist face is they've actually pulled the lower heel in a little bit because when you, when you hit the lower heel, you have a tendency to hit a, a weak uh, slice. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to kind of start at your target line, probably go off to the right, and it's going to balloon because it's creating a lot of spin, which is creating more loft 
um, or more spin, which is creating more more trajectory. So they actually pulled the 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 lower toe actually in a little bit to point more low into the left to start that ball a little further left with the obvious goal of bringing it back to the target um, versus your traditional driver. Like I said, that it doesn't have that rotation, that little bit of rotation on the face where it's going to start more down your target line. You're going to lose it. Right. Uh, But like Spencer said, the ultimate goal is to get the ball back to the target and same with the toe. They actually pulled the, the high toe, um, the top end of the club on the, the toe, uh, back a little bit also because what what it happens generally when you hit it high on the face, it's going to gear the ball to create um, less backspin, which is not going to get you that trajectory. So it's kind of the opposite. It's trying to actually add a little bit of loft. So when you do hit it high and on the toe, it's going to start off a little bit higher still with the, and, and actually start a little bit right your target with the sole purpose of of starting it right at your target, but then gearing it back to the target. So it's kind of giving people that option to miss. Um, and honestly, we're not snake oil salesmen. I don't know how much they have quantified what what they can accomplish with the twist face or what actually it does to the numbers. Um, but it's definitely a, a decent marketing. I won't, I won't call it a ploy. It's creative. I'll give them that. But uh Overall, don't think that it's going to change the overall performance of your golf game. Let's put it that way. No, but it's going to help. And going back to my point about the stealth is like, so we're talking about Colin Morikawa. He's on a tiger-like trajectory. He never— Tiger-like trajectory? With Nobody's two, on a tiger— He's won two majors, and he's 23 years old. Like, the guy is—the guy's won a major every year. He's been a— prof- like. I'm not saying he's going to get there. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not. No one's ever going to get you there again. You had me fucked up for a second. No, no cause... one's ever going to get there again. But, like, he's already got five wins and Sheesh. two majors. Um, and so he did not switch to the Sim 2 last year. He went. He kept his Sim in the bag from 2020. Was that the blue one? Yeah. He kept his Sim in the bag all last year, and he immediately switched to the Stealth. Tiger Woods also has the Stealth. Rory has the Stealth. So some of the best drivers of the golf ball – and guys that are looking for that consistent performance have already gone to the stealth. And tying this all the way back into the face and the carbon, there's literally 60 sheets of carbon on the face of the new stealth driver. Wow. 60 thin sheets, which creates like, basically what that's doing is that's creating the the least amount of friction at impact, creating lower spin, longer, longer distance off the tee, which everybody's looking for. And they're... I don't know if we're doing this podcast still in five years, like I don't know how much technology can really improve from where it is now. But we also said that five years ago was starting to ramp up and all these little things that golf golf club companies are doing. And the carbon twist face is also 44% lighter than titanium, which is allowing the mass lower in the head, which explain, like explain that. Like, so you said like lowering the mass in the face and the head and putting the weight back, what does that do for, and what is a, what's a common misconception? I know it, you know it, but like, what's a common misconception with people driving the ball? Um, where, what general direction you go in there? I'm going like trajectory speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, lowering the weight in the head and moving the weight back in the head is going to, uh, give it a little bit of a higher launch point, which 
like your general amateur needs help getting the ball higher in the air to get those carry numbers that they want. Um, while also, I mean, obviously they're, they're putting some weight forward in the head too, but it's creating the optimal amount of spin without, uh, taking away that trajectory. Like you're not, you're not Their Their goal is to create the optimal spin rate and launch, um, kind of all in one and make it the most forgiving as possible. Spencer, uh, not when you're talking trajectory, you're saying like what a misconception is. I'm saying like a lot of people have a misconception that they need to hit the ball lower and more boring to get more distance that. Yes, that you're, you're correct. And like I kind of said right there, um, it all depends on your spin rates, things like that. But to ultimately get the right amount of carry distance out of a club, you need a high, you, you need about, 12 or 13 degrees of launch depending on your spin rate um but like an average tour guy has 12 13 degrees of launch on their driver some amateurs have 18 19 20 that's a little bit too much but that's a swing flaw that's not a club flaw um but in order to get that trajectory you need to have a little bit more delivered loft but you also don't want a head that's gonna spin a lot because you don't want to launch it high and then have it spin higher um, but yes, like hitting it low on the face is actually going to create more spin. There's a lot of common misconceptions within that realm, um, that we try to debunk because we just know it's not a fact. Um, but yes, trajectory is huge for distance. The within reason, the higher you hit it, the further it's going to go given your spin rate, but in a vacuum, um, finding, finding that proper trajectory for you is going to be good, especially if you're a low ball hitter. Yeah, so <coughs> TaylorMade's got the Stealth coming out. There's a lot of new equipment coming out, too, and I'm going to plug my own little brand for here for a little bit in Cobra, who I play the Rad Speed Driver, which we just did a giveaway of. Um, I hope whoever won that, which we don't know right now, we're going to pick that And that's winner. a good-looking stick, honestly. Like, I have no affiliation with Cobra or anything. Great-looking head. Like, the, the colorways look cool. Spencer's got the navy blue red and, and white and white yeah and that looks clean as shit america like, yeah exa- i mean you can't go wrong with a little red white and blue but that head looks super clean it's got like that matte carbon it's not carbon the matte titanium finish on top either way it's got the no matte. i think the carbon's on top is but it carbon the, the face we're talking the stealth face is carbon oh, oh i see well you're talking carbon, like carbon yeah. on the top like the oh. matte carbon yeah, yeah, is yeah on the top of the head because the new rogue also has a little bit of carbon on the bottom, but they did real quick circling back to Callaway. They did go back to the matte head, like crown of the head, the top of the head versus last year was the shiny um, titanium. So that's more of a personal preference. Look, if you like the shiny look, if you don't, um, but I thought it looked clean, like super clean. Like that's, that's all I have to say. Yeah. And so I will say, I will plug my own brand here. I'm a Cobra Puma guy, Puma golf hats, Puma golf clothes, uh, top of the line stuff. You'll see it from Ricky. You'll see it from Bryson DeChambeau. Those guys are rocking. Um, they have a ton of. I saw the all the lines. They have a ton of like different lines for each major this year, which is a really cool thing. They have like stories for the Masters, the U.S. Open, depending upon where it is. Color stories that all the players will be wearing and repping that stuff. And <clears throat> we can hate on Bryson all we want, but him and Puma like. He's created a Puma hat that, you know, brought back the original 
Um, I've actually got one at my house right now. The uh, the original golf hat, basically. And then Bryson is a pretty well dressed man. Like I'm not saying I'm not giving any credit to Bryson here. That's mostly Puma. That's like, hey, we pay you millions of dollars. You're gonna wear this stuff. But Pumas came out with a really good color story for each of the majors for this year. But the the one thing they did come out with last year, uh, that's hopefully gonna take take flight this year and, and be a lot more advertised and a lot more in front of the people's eyes is they came out with the first time I've ever seen it. And I think the first time it's ever been done is that their putter line is all 3d printed. And I have uh, the 3d printed grand sport and it's like a, it looks like a spaceship. It's kind of wild looking. I'll be honest with you, but it they, looks like a spider, but a little bit more bells and whistles, like it's it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, and Cobra but this putters. Is their first year doing it, right? Too. And Cobra putters aren't a big market, big ticket market item. You know, you got the Scotty Cameron. They kind of just emerged into that. They're kind of feeling it out. It looks like. So. Yeah, but they have literally figured out a way to revolutionize the putting game because they've now 3D printed the putters. And I will shout them out. The face is incredible. It has the highest MOI of like any putter that's ever been made. So. It, you're going to get that true roll right off the face every single time. Your ball is not going to skid a ton. So if you get the chance to go try out one of the Cobra 3D printed putters, definitely go do that because it's going to be worth it. And you're going to like, if you like the look of it, which huge key for putters, like people always ask us, what what putter should I hit? And I'm like, well, first thing off, you have to like the look of it. If you like the look of your putter, there's a good chance that you're going to feel comfortable over a putt and make more putts. Like a lot of golf and we know this in putting is extremely mental. So as long as you're looking over the putter and like feel good about it, you're, you're going to have a better chance of making the putt. But then the performance part comes in as well with this 3d print. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like Spencer said, totally agree. 90% of a putter um, is, well, I wouldn't say 90 uh, a lot of it, uh, the majority of it is the look and the feel. It's not performance-based. Putters don't, you don't create spin. Um, it's all, it, you can only create spin really with your swing. Like, they've kind of dialed the putters into the point where uh, you're not going to create a whole lot of spin with one putter versus another, blah, blah, blah. But uh, the face insert has a lot to do with it, too, and kind of what you prefer in the way of, if it comes off softer, like the Odyssey, the old white hot um, with that white face insert, it comes off super soft. And, and they came back out with that. They yeah. came out with the OG last year in 2021. Which were fire, and they put like red uh, carbon shafts in them, like look super sick. Uh, I didn't get one, and I'm an idiot for not doing it because I could have. But yeah, like the white hot, first thing that comes to mind is just how much softer it comes off the face. So if you prefer a ball to jump a little bit more and, and get a little bit more response off the face, then you'd probably want to go with something that's not uh, a face insert. It's a milled face. Like a lot of the, most of the Scotty Camerons are milled faces. They're not, they don't have face inserts. So it comes really down to a feel thing. Cause I, um, I don't mind the, the softer face insert and it's all just, like I said, it's all feel. So, if you want to adjust to one way or another, but if you can pick what works for you and get the right club for what you prefer, as opposed to changing your, your putting stroke to accommodate the club, then I think you're better off for doing that for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, no, enough of the tech talk, go check out the new stealth, go check out the new rogue, uh, check out the new 3d printed Cobra putter. There's really good stuff coming out from all these companies and, 
I think in February we're going to have a lot to talk about because the USGA and RNA is going to come out with some, I think from the reports that I've seen, some pretty strict rules on maximizing distance for especially the elite professional players. So that's that's something for another podcast because we don't have all the info. No one does yet, but definitely for the amateur player and any of you guys out there listening that are not on the professional on the PGA Tour, check out these new drivers because – they really will help your game, and when, you, when you're driving the ball good, you're driving the ball further and putting it in the middle of the fairway, definitely makes golf a lot more fun, so make sure to check that out. Um, we have P- the PGA Tour is back, and so as the PGA Tour comes back, we know that that means we've hit the final week of the pro football regular season, but that also means NFL playoffs are coming, and we're getting the college national championship, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all the fans into the action as the NFL playoffs start, as the PGA Tour starts back up. There's a lot of great bets on there, which we're going to go through with you guys. Um, as we change the calendar over to 2022, you can bet $5 on any football team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So DraftKings Sportsbook customers can bet with same-game parlays. We know we've talked about it all year. NFL playoffs are a fun time to do same-game parlays. Uh, the best part about the NFL playoffs is – NFL gets kind of watered down, I think, because there's so many games at 11 o'clock here, mountain time, and then 2.25, we watch the Broncos, generally speaking, and then there's the night game, but those one game at a time makes it a lot more fun to watch, and you can put all your bets into one bet for a huge payout in just that one singular game, and NFL doesn't overlap those playoff games, so drop into that same game parlay, turn that button over to on, and you can pick a bunch of things from one game and make a huge payout. I almost hit one last weekend. I was like one touchdown score off, which made me really butthurt, but, you know, that's how it goes. Who was it? <clears throat> Javante Williams, actually, for the Broncos. Oh. Cost me about seven bills. Javante. So, <clears throat> so boy. download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and bet just $5, just to Lincoln, on any football team, college or pro, and win $200 in free bets if they win. Promo code DNVR for this week only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, a little preview into the Century Tournament of Champions. Definitely a condensed field. 30? Um, 30? No, I, don't, I think it's a little more than 40? 30. But a field of champions, a true deep field. Phil Mickelson's added his name to this tournament as well. It's at Kapalua. It's in Hawaii. Not much better than Hawaii and golf. Especially, it's snowing right now in Colorado. Yeah, we're getting snow. It was here. freezing it's cold as shit. shit. Yeah, it was cold. You can it says ten degrees right now. You on can my listen phone. to that Hawaiian music. Like, see the the girls in lay. Like, is it lays? Lays. Uh, yeah. Hula skirt. Or who? Lays and hula skirts. Who, yeah. Okay, hula skirts dancing around you know that just the the waves crashing it's a good vibe really good vibe yeah and it's at kapalua's plantation course um and a couple things about the plantation course so it's a beautiful venue of course it's it's one of the very uh, not very few but they play a few tournaments in hawaii but all the players travel over for the new year uh some players have reported to already have been there for a couple of weeks JT, I heard, is is wrecking it at some other courses in Hawaii. So he's already won this tournament twice. Maybe a really good pick, although his odds aren't that great from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, but a couple things to note from the Kapalua course in Hawaii is 
It's a par 73, which is electric. Which is weird, yeah. It's, it's weird, but it's electric. What is for it? For a PGA Tour Five players. par fives, six par threes? No, so they actually only have three par threes. So Okay. So your standard core is four par fives. 14 is normally 14 par fours. They add it. There's another par four on that, but only three you par mean, threes. You mean 10? 10. Yes. Yeah. So Holy four shit. four par fives, 10 par fours, four par threes is your standard par 72 course. So they're essentially taking out one of the par threes. Um, so what is it? Just one more par four? Yeah, exactly. 11 fours, three threes, four fives. Exactly. So if it's that, a par 73, which it's the that. only course on tour that's a par 73. So Yeah, that is honestly the only course I've ever heard of that plays as a par 73. And the weird thing is, too, is like tour guys are so long that you'd think that they would take one of the fives and turn it into a four just to make it a 72. But maybe they just like being unique. I don't know. Yeah, and they have so, and it's a fun course scoring wise, especially on the back nine on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to that because it has two of the greatest things that I think we've talked about on the podcast before. It has a tough 18th hole with a lot tough, of trouble. But gettable. Gettable, but yeah. tough. And it's you a can par make five, double or eagle, which is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Every golf course should end on a par five, especially in a, on the PGA Tour schedule. It makes it so much more fun to watch makes it from a two sh- you can go from a two stroke deficit to a playoff um and it it's just every part every golf course should end in a par 5 or a really tough par 4 in my personal opinion uh it has seven holes that are longer than 500 yards including obviously the par 5s four of those are so three three par 4s over 500 yards and it also has four par fours that play shorter than 400 yards, which are all on the back nine. So and their drive at like, if you get the wind, the wind does play a big factor out of Kapalua. It's that is the one downside to Hawaii is it's generally windy. Um, it's gorgeous, but it, it does the wind blows obviously because off the ocean, it's surrounded by ocean. It's a fucking island um, for the those people that needed that. But the wind does play a huge factor, like. There's a few 400 plus yard par fours that become drivable, you know, depending on. And I, another, I don't want to bounce all over, but the other thing is this course is very undulated, hills everywhere. Like I've heard of caddies passing out trying to walk this fucking place because it's like billy goats. Like I don't know how any of these guys walk it four days in a row. My legs would be fucking jello, but it's very, very undulated, lots of hills, lots of downhill shots lots of uphill shots um and on top of that with the wind these guys are going to be hitting probably on some holes they're going to be hitting driver 250 yards on some holes they're going to be hitting driver 420 yards you know it's it's got that big variety of holes that are going to play really short and then holes that are going to play really long which is always a lot of fun to watch also yeah so great great golf course and like i said it's it's a smaller field so the odds aren't as great for some of the players that we're going to pick. But at the same time, it's fun watching like everybody that won last year. This is kind of like a, a belt, if you will. Like when you get a belt, if you win like a, a welterweight title or something in the UFC, like you get to go play the tournament champions. This isn't like, hey, I'm on the PGA Tour. This is one of my stops. This is like, hey, you won in the past season. Now you get to go play in this tournament. Yeah. And if you win this one, you're right back here and you start the year off with an absolute bang. Yeah. And I think we talked about this last last year before this tournament. But why are more guys like thinking about winning this thing? You know, with with the size of the field, your probability automatically goes through the roof, um, relatively speaking, uh, 
if all else is equal. But you only have to beat 30-some dudes. You know, you don't have to beat 120. So, And they are the best of the best. But have a really good week. You're going to make a cool one and a half, between one and a half and two million. And you're going to be right back there next year with a two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. So I think a lot of guys, um, you know, it's all a mindset thing. But there's plenty of dudes that really want to get a a quick, especially for a guy that kind of snuck into the field like, um, one of my picks I'm going to talk about later, Eric Van Royen, who's not a huge household name, but he hits the ball a long ways. He's plus 14,000, whatever. Um, and he hits the ball a real long way. He hit, He's a great ball striker. Um, and if he can get the greens down, he could see himself back here next year. You know, that's something they re- those guys really look to capitalize on. So that's why I really enjoy watching it. First of all, because it's the best of the best. But second of all, you want to see how these guys come out of their off their quote-unquote offseason. You know, they're still playing and practicing, but they're getting back on the grind after having three, four, five weeks off. So um, it's always a really, really fun tournament to watch all the way around. Yeah, so let's get into our DraftKings picks for the Century Tournament Champions. So new year, new us. We're going to start this out, and we're going to be pretty diligent about tweeting this out, keeping track of this, et cetera, et cetera. So... We are going to give you each three picks. So how this is going to look, every single week we're going to give out our DraftKings picks of the week for the PGA Tour event. We're going to go now for listen our rec- closely. For, listen, listen up. For our record-keeping purposes, we're going to go one unit. So the same amount of money we're going to bet through the DraftKings Sportsbook on each of these picks. We're going to go one winner, one top 10 pick, and one long shot which has to be in as we know on the tailgate show white whale watching we're not going to go to 10,000 but the winner the last winner we pick is one unit and it has to be our rule plus 5,000 or more and then some weeks we're going to throw in a little prop bet here and there that we'll toss on and we'll add to our units Um, but we're going to kind of go against each other and give you guys hopefully some winning picks. Last year, I know we had three winners in a row, I want to say, or two or three winners in a row. We were fucking hot. We were on fire early in like the right around the Masters range, um, that right around that time. If anybody made enough money to retire, please come forward and give us a cut of it, because we were fucking on fire. We were on fire for a while. So, all right, Mitchell, let's start out. You give me your bona fide winner of the Century Tournament of Champions. Oh, as much as it pains me to do this, and if you listen to this pod, you know I don't like the guy, but I, I'm going with Bryson at Kapalua. He simply hits it too far on a course that plays long. Um, I think it plays over seventy three or 7,400 yards, especially at sea level with the wind. My only concern is he doesn't have a lot of trajectory control simply because he hits it that far. It's kind of hard to keep it low control distance control trajectory but hitting it that long especially there gives him such a such an advantage on that course because the fairways are huge so uh bryson's plus 1200 i pick bryson um it goes against everything i value as a human being but uh it's it's not about what i like it's about giving people winners so that i'm rolling with bryson all right my winner this week a guy i've talked about a little bit going to the stealth driver Americans have won the Century Tournament Champions 11 years in a row. Wow. I believe this will make it number 12. And I'm going to go with the guy who finished 11th in the Player Impact Program rankings this year. 
talked about him a little bit already. Won two majors already, won five golf tournaments. He is definitely salty because he changed his name on Twitter to CO11IN Morikawa instead of Colin. So he's definitely salty about being 11th on the player impact program. I think he's going to come out with fire. He is plus an even 1,000 to win this golf tournament. So I'm going to go Colin Morikawa, other known, otherwise known as RK, Ryan Konigsberg's guy, plus 1,000 to win the tournament. Okay. Okay. I don't mind that. Um, yeah, he's, he always hits it good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my, po- my top 10. And like we said, this, these odds are different because in order to be top 10 in this field, you have to be like 20 dudes. So a little bit different than your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour event. Um, but it's going to be our boy, Cousin Cam. I'm starting off the year right, picking our cousin, Cam Smith. He's only plus 130. <laughs> That's kind of painful. But he has done well here previously. I, I do want to say he's got a pretty good track record. Um and you can't go against that mullet and that dude's just general attitude. And he's from Australia. I don't know a whole lot about Australia, and I'm not about to dive down that geography rabbit hole again. Uh, but it's kind of tropical, you know. It's Hawaii. It's Australia. Kind of home te- home uh, home island vibes. One island's a lot bigger than the other, but I think it's actually a continent. Uh, but it is an island. <laughs> So uh, I think that that could maybe translate a little bit, and I that maybe I'm just throwing shit at the wall, but plus one thirty, and I gotta support our cousin. He pays our our mortgages, our rent. I fucking wish. All right, my top ten pick. This guy has like never finished outside of the top ten at Kapalua. It's kind of a layup, and I hate giving out picks like this. And normally in golf, you never give out picks that are minus a ton of odds. Oh. This isn't that bad. It's minus 165, but Justin Thomas to top 10, I just don't see how he doesn't. He's been playing good golf. He's always played well at Kapalua. He's won this tournament twice. I just don't see Justin Thomas finishing outside the top 10 at minus 165. Yeah, I mean, his track record does show that he always plays well here, so I get why the odds are that way, but holy shit, that's laying a lot for a guy to top 10. Like, he has one bad day, and he could be out of it, but, you know. I'm not going to judge. I've made crazier picks before. Um, All right. And so I mentioned him earlier, but my long shot pick of the week plus 14,000. You bet 100, you win 14,000? Yes. You win $14,000. Holy Santa Claus shit. I may have to lay that down. Uh, Eric Van Royen. Uh, So he's he's not American, but he did go to college here and he does play on the PGA Tour. So, can we call him an honorary American for the purpose of my pick, please? Because that, okay, perfect. That was easy. So, Eric Van Royen, he's going to buck the trend. Can't make it a dozen Americans. You got to throw a a European in there or somebody. So, I'm going Eric Van Royen. Hits the ball a long way, like I mentioned earlier, and that always serves everyone well at Kapalua. I don't remember the last short hitter that won at Kapalua, if I'm being honest. So, um Eric Van Royen plus 14,000. Let's go. All right. My long shot pick is going to be just in the – he's the the first long shot pick of the golf tournament according to the DraftKings Sportsbook odds. I'm going to go with Kevin Na. I don't have a lot of good reasoning for this, to be honest. He's not a long hitter. Um, we've good talked research. We've uh, talked a lot of shit about him in this on this podcast. I actually like Kevin Na. I, re- I really do. It, 
And his game's just solid. He's just that dude who you wonder how he keeps winning, and he just keeps winning. I think he's got five PGA Tour wins in his career. Hell of a career. And he's electric to watch with all of his between um, stepping off of it, swinging over it, like the yips there for a while, the quick walk on the putts. He's just a fun guy to root for, honestly. So you lay a little money on him, you root for him. What'd you say? Plus six thousand. Plus six thousand. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that pick. All right. And and as I said, um, you know, we are degenerates. We've talked about that before. Uh, I sometimes have to throw a little extra bets in there for you, but I don't think this one is a bad stab. So this little prop bet I'm going to give you, you're going to log in the DraftKings Sportsbook. You're going to go to tournament props, playoff specials, and will there be a playoff? I'm going to go with yes. That's my prop for the week is there's a plus 300 bet out there uh, to be in a playoff, and this has gone to a playoff two of the last three years. So 67% playoff rate in the last three years, plus 300, that's just too much in my face to not take. So <laughs> I do I'm, like that. Yeah, playoff, and we get extra golf. We got a lot of that at the at the end of last year. It almost felt like almost every tournament went into a playoff, so I'm going to go with that. That's just a little prop bet. That's a sprinkle. Um, maybe not a full unit on that, but definitely worth putting some money on, especially considering that, like I said, it's happened two of the last three years. So Yeah, it seems like a very popular thing over at Kapalua. The, the leaderboard kind of stacks up towards the end of the day, and there's so many holes that, like we were saying, you can make birdie on, you can make eagle on. There's a lot of action coming down the stretch. So And honestly, it's always fun rooting for more golf, right? Like what's wrong with wanting to see a few more holes? Let's see what, you know, let's see what the boys can do. So, yeah, I, I, I'm never against betting on having a playoff. Start, starting the new 2022 year, not season, off with a bang. I so, like that. All right, before we finish up this pod, we're going to get into our, our weekly segment of um, Fairway or Four. And so last week we had fair, uh, between my Fairway or Four was New Year's resolutions. Um, that, that got a resounding vote for four. Um, I, 74% of the people thought that, uh, new year's resolutions in general are a four and, uh, Mitchell's fairway four, the King as a, also known as Nikola Jokic should be the front runner for MVP, uh, 68% coming in with fairway. So good one there. A lot of our Denver peeps got our back. We know that that's, that's fairway. Yeah. Um, starting this week off my fairway or four, and this was mentioned uh, actually on Twitter today by our, our friend, Eric D line co is iced coffee a year-round thing, or is it seasonal? Uh, is iced coffee only for the summer? What do you think? I think it's – that's uh, – so wait. Reword that just so I can answer properly. Okay, is iced coffee – iced coffee as a year-round drink? That's fair, that's fair way to me. I drink iced coffee. I That's a snap call. Like, there's no question. Um, I'll drink hot coffee occasionally at home. But rarely, like, I, hot coffee does stuff to my body that I don't even want to, like, describe on this podcast. It does things to my stomach that just shouldn't even be thought about, um, it, which is so weird because it's I, – I don't do well with hot drinks. So I just have to drink things cold. Like, cold – I could drink a million milligrams of caffeine, exaggeration. Um, but if it was iced, I think it would be fine. It's not about the caffeine. It's about – the actual temperature of the drink. So um, iced coffee for me is 100% fairway all the time. Don't care if it's negative 10 out. Give me 
ice caramel macchiato, uh, ice vanilla sweet cream cold brew, um, ice oat milk, oat milk and uh, brown sugar shaken espresso. Those are probably my top three. My Mount Rushmore. Well, isn't there four? Never mind. Anywho, that's the, yeah. I'm big, big iced coffee advocate. So yes, I agree. All right, I would agree with that too. It's it's ironic because I I think the thing that mo- annoys me the most about warm coffee in general is that I never get it to the right temperature. It's at the right temperature for like two sips, then it's too cold, then I warm it's it up, too, and then yeah. it's too hot, and I'm yeah. like, okay. And then whenever you get an iced coffee, you can drink it right away. Yeah. Right. I go through the Dutch Rose line. I'm a big Dutch Rose guy. If I get a hot coffee, it's not drinkable yeah. for the first 15 minutes You're burning minutes your minimum. face off. Yeah. And what's the point? Like, we all know Spencer doesn't like to wait to drink or eat anything. Exactly. Um, so my favorite for is, a, I feel like it's pretty contentious, honestly. Like, there's so many differing opinions. And it, all, it does depend on, um, really just, I guess it's preference, but mustaches. In general, like I'm saying no beard, no other facial hair, like everything shaved, just a mustache. And I will preface it with saying this. Whenever I rock just a mustache, I get hundreds of compliments, whatever. I get the majority of my compliments from dudes. They're like, that's a fucking rock and stash. And I don't know, like I, I appreciate a compliment from anybody. But what I'm ultimately trying to attract is the opposite sex, and the females seem to dislike it pretty universally, except for this weird niche of girls that like the creeper stash. But it, I'd say more guys appreciate a good mustache than girls do. So is a mustache, in your eyes, I've never actually seen you rock it, so your opinion. I, I did rock it for a bachelor party in Nashville. Okay. You're but other than fairway that, or four? I think it's fairway, but. I think it's also depending upon what you want to attract. I think if you're going, if you're not trying to, there's a mustache for everybody. Yeah. And you're going out with like the boys on a Friday on a weekend and you know, like got a sick stash, like everyone's going to love it. You may not be going home with anyone that night, but that's kind of your prerogative at that point. But I do think overall mustaches are dope. Like when somebody's just rocking a dope stash, like me being a dude, I'm like, oh, it's a dope stash. That's what I'm saying. What girls think about it is a different story, but we can't, fully give what that you think of me is none of my business right exactly 100 percent. if you like the way you look in the stash rock the stash i i totally agree look at sam elliott like what a man rocket legend i also feel like stashes come a little bit more with age like i honestly think older dudes look better with mustaches than younger dudes and i don't that doesn't come off with any sort of connotation but i it's like a rite of passage thing almost where you got like this big white mustache like fluff uh, Jim Furyk's longtime caddy always rocks nothing but a mustache. He looks like the Lorax, like he's got a truffle tree hanging off his his lip. But I think it looks great. Like I could never see him without one. So I uh, I I love the stash, and I just wanted to get your opinion on that. We'll see what the pe- I feel like this is going to be contentious. I feel like it's going to be fairly split, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, real quick before we finish up this pod, um, we've got some kind of breaking news here. It came out a little bit ago, but uh, apparently Victor Hovland this week. Um, I'm glad we didn't pick him. I just saw I this. I was on actually Twitter. considering it. So he got he lost his bag got lost on the way to Hawaii, and he pulled his driver out of the bag, and it snapped. 
Jeez so Louise. Victor Hovland will be rocking a new different driver for the Century Tournament Champions. Just some breaking news for you guys. He, sw- not he swings it so good that it doesn't. And it pi- could affect him a little bit, but looking over- at some of the comments, somebody, this guy named at John underscore or John Wood on Twitter, W O U L D, said, "Brilliant tactic and way ahead of the game. Last time Victor played with a different driver than his gamer at the Mayakoba, where Danny Lee broke his driver the night before on the driving range. He borrowed someone else's shaft for the week and won by four. So, all right, well, Victor Hovland, maybe emergency yeah. sprinkle, yeah, emergency <laughs> sprinkle, Victor Hovland." I like that. All right. Well, appreciate you guys all tuning in. We got a lot of good things to come in 2022. Appreciate all the support in 2021. Looking to take this even better next year. Uh, well, this year, I should say. And we're looking forward to it. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Big Drive Spence. He's at Big Drive Mitch. Our Twitter account where you can get the great golf takes is at Big Drive Energy. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week and enjoy the PGA Tour being back. Peace.